Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy, And my name is Zoha Lopez Sanchez Dagir Boyer. You're so cute. I took you to a wedding recently. She, yeah, you did. Can you tell people what was on your name card? Um, I, honestly, it, I can't even remember. It was so... You have a whole bit of how people misspell your name and stuff. It's true. And my aunt did that to you. She did it hardcore at me. But she tried she to tr- write... The full Oja Manda Lopez Sanchez Daguerre Boyer yeah. tried to write the whole thing. It was, she put Oja Sanchez Danger Baylor Lopez. Daguerre, she like spelled <laughs> she it in her spelled head. spelled it all Daguerre, Danger, Danger. <laughs> oh, God, that's so uh, sweet. It was very sweet. I loved it. I, honestly, I think any attempt uh, of an American white person in mm-hmm. speaking Spanish or trying to get my name right is adorable. Uh-huh. Um, whenever people who are American who don't speak Spanish try, it melts my heart. It makes me feel really good. I don't know why. We just say like, oha. Oha. It's oha. Oha. Yeah. But I just say oha. Yeah. You put a U in there. Oha. Oha. <laughs> That's kind of what I tell people when they're like, oha. I'm like, oh, ha. I do, yeah. Uh, did I tell you one time I walked in on um, an old, old roommate of mine and his boyfriend watching gay porn, and they walked in, and they they looked at me, and they hysterically started laughing, and I was like, what went on? And they rewinded the gay cowboy porn just a little bit, and for a full 30 seconds, it's just a gay cowboy going, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you know? my God. And I was like, I'm flattered. That's amazing. <laughs> at the perfect time. I did. I walked Why in. did you just walk in their room? You did not? No, no, no. They were watching it in the living room. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. More it was college. It mm-hmm. was college. I wasn't supposed to be there. I just got a, had a, cast, a class canceled. A cast canceled. And wow. um, yeah. And, and they, they were, were just watching porn. Yeah. Well, they weren't touching each other yet. You know? Who, who has the touch? Like, you don't watch mm-hmm. it for that long before you're like, yeah, Done. I mean, maybe they had just kind of started and they had just gotten over the laughter hump uh-huh. of hearing my name over and over again. Um, if I watch porn, I won't pick something that's like two minutes long, even though that's all you need. That is all you need. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. There's no way you're giving me a full story in two minutes. No, So like yeah. I need seven to ten minutes. Uh, yeah, And then I will watch minutes. two of them. Okay. And that's just me. I, um... I just pop it up. I don't, I'm not ready. I'm not touching my junk or anything mm-hmm. yet. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to not and do anything quite yet. It is junk. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn garbage a trash down, there. down there. Yeah. yeah. And um, then I find the right one. And then about 45 minutes to an hour later, two minutes later, I come like that. It, that is such a waste of time. <laughs> it is. It's a waste of time. Do you not have search words that you go for? You know, I do. Usually it's um, gay boys. Gay boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's I probably would have liked walking in on my room. I would have been like, <laughs> oh, Lord. And then you just hear, uh-huh, uh-huh. I would have been like, I'm so flattered. I mean, you I guys do, continue. I do love to laugh, you know? I love to laugh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. How have you been? I've been really good. Um, I just said that. I'm actually kind of depressed a little bit. Oh, why did you immediately default be like, I've been Because that's what I do, baby. That's what we all do. Oh, man. No, why are you depressed? I'm not necessarily depressed. That's probably a slight against people who are actually depressed. <laughs> I'm just... I'm so depressed. <laughs> I'm just sad because I didn't eat breakfast. No, no, no. I did eat breakfast. I actually had steak and eggs You're made for me by my today. girlfriend. 
very sweet. And why are you depressed? It's not that. I think I'm just a little, I was going to do this show and then this whole thing kind of went down and can't really talk about it on air, but, um, it's just a, it's just a stressful situation. Like I feel like sometimes when you're making comedy or something like the group of people or the right team is always the hardest combination of blocks to find. It's like if one person has a bad attitude, if one person can't, if they don't show up, like, um, sometimes it's sort of, I don't know. It's just kind of rough. I feel like creatively I need to push a little bit more and that's got me generally depressed. Cause if the thing that I want to do with my life is, is the shit that I have to be more proactive. That's when about you're it. happiest. That's yeah. when I'm happiest. When I'm deadly busy to the point where nobody can call me or call me a friend. And you're doing things, you know? Yes. I don't know. The Every day. Um, okay. Well, I'm sorry that you're depressed. Okay. I think that we were on such a high, so we just performed at the Come and Take It Comedy Festival. That was really Secret fun. Group. Yeah. And that was a high. It was everybody hanging out, which we don't usually get to hang out with those people that much, like plus people didn't come out of town. Right? Did you feel like that was like this beautiful, like it felt nice? I think I was honestly, you know, so crazy. Uh, I think this is the part where I kind of stop enjoying things when I'm in my head too much. Uh And I think I was in my head too much that weekend. Really? Yeah. You know, I left kind of early and you were sort of, you know, trying to keep me there and I just wasn't in that mode. And it's hard because I have a tendency to like be polite and nice even when I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. So it, it drains me and it makes me feel like I'm not being true to myself the whole time. So I tend to go home when I'm feeling that way so I can just be myself or act how I feel. So when I'm in the presence of other people, I tend to be like, hey, how are you doing? Oh my God, that's so funny. And it's against my, it goes against the grain. It doesn't make me feel good. Why, why do you think that you were being like that? I don't know. You know, do you ever get in the weird funks kind of? Well, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stay home so much. Yeah. That, um, which I like, that when I'm out and actually having a good time, that fills me up. Yeah. But I mean, I. I don't like miss my quality time on my couch because I'm there so so often. So often, yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, I, I had a good time. I did get really mad because somebody kicked us out of the um, room. The green room, so yeah. I'm on my period, and everybody already knows this, but I'm like a monster. You're a horrible person. On my period, and um, when that guy kicked us out, I was I saw red. And I thought he was very polite. I thought he was so, like, how dare... And this guy reacted. I just messaged him, like, how dare you do that to me? But I'm, like, sitting in there relaxing because I was literally just dying with cramps and for him to kick us out. And he just apologized. He buckled like a sweet, weak man. Just like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I don't have a uterus. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I don't understand your plight. mm -hmm. You're right. You're correct. Yeah, which is what people need to say more. I hope so. I hope you get that. Well, I got it that time. You did get it that. And I, I had a good time without you. Yeah, you. I and I mean, I didn't I have, have a had bad a better time. time without. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I didn't. Bitch. I didn't. I didn't have a better time. Without That's me. okay if you did. Sometimes that happens, you know. No, you've never had a better time without me. I think you're actually right. <laughs> that um, may be true, actually. Sometimes I can bring fun. So when my friends um, that aren't in comedy. Because most of the time I'm pretty even keeled. Like, I'm not, like, on with them. But sometimes when I am, they're like, whoa, you're fun. Yeah. And I'm like, I got a whole other side of me, You baby. really you really are very fun. Because they don't um, really come to a lot of things. Not all of them. No, they don't come to all of, all of your stuff. But they are very incredibly supportive and they for are a bunch s- of goddamn squares. Some of the guys. <laughs> no, they're not squares. They're I'm just, just like more. 
normies, um, some of the guys will come, two of the guys will come to everything, three of them will come to everything that I do. And they're always very impressed. Whoa, Stace, I can't believe you did that. And all the other ones, when they see me being funny, they're like, oh, I get, okay. That makes sense. Because I think when they're like, you do comedy for what? Like, why you? Yeah, well, they're idiots. You were very no. funny. Yeah, they're, they're, if they say that to you, they're wrong. Yeah, I hope y'all are all listening, which I doubt you do. They probably listen to every other one. Do your, like, your family supports, nobody in my family even listens. Like, nobody listens to this. None of my friends. Oh, my stepdad's really funny. He said, you've got a real bulk of content work you guys have made. I'm very proud of you. And I was like... <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And it's very like everything he says. All of his critiques are very, um, very dad-like critiques. It's like um, one time he listened to the show and he's like, you know, the pacing was great up until about minute forty-two. It lulled a little bit. It then picked right back up about five minutes later. Great job. And I'm like, wow, nobody pays attention to me like you pay attention to me. <laughs> it feels like shade, but also thank you. Yeah, he does. He's he's definitely like a. He, he's an engineer, so he's very, like, he's not paying attention to the show. He's not actually having a full, fun time. He's not laughing. He's just going, okay, the lights were right. Okay, she came out on time. Perfect. Okay, she looks very smiley right now, but he just doesn't the get critical, that. The hypercritical <laughs> attention of an older man is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> yes. All I've ever wanted. Um, okay, so at the comedy festival. But wait, 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 one last thing. No. His favorite mm -hmm. um, secret angel is oh. Candace Swanepoel, and he tells secret me every time. Angel? Secret angel, secret, secret Victoria's. Victoria's secret. Yeah, there you go. You're the an angels okay. that are from Victoria's. Do you think that I'm not sensitive enough to you being an immigrant? <laughs> because, listen, I was listening to yeah. this podcast, and they were talking about saying names right and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and. The, this guy was just so gentle about his friend, and I was like, oh, man, I love an immigrant so much, and am I that sensitive to her? I mean, I tease, not tease you about it, but I do say these things. I am um, very fine about that. I don't care about being an immigrant, really. I think if you, like, I did tell you that one time outside of that show where that guy, I was wearing, like, a floral dress, and that guy came up to me, and he was like, hola, you're going to give me some tortillas uh -huh. and some margaritas, baby? And I was like, what? And then he called me Maria over and over again. That was after one of our shows. That was after one of our shows. Yeah. And I was in the back. I was shocked. I was. It's the first time, I think, as an adult that Somebody I've ever felt you like, like a Mexican. Yeah, which is fine. I love the Mexicans. I think, you know, the, don't put the in front of anybody. Yeah. It's, no, it's the same way that I love the Venezuelans and the Mexicans and the Spaniards and all of the people from Latin America. But... My, I guess just my issue is I don't even care if they, if they mix me up for another, you know, country, like I'm from another country. That doesn't really bother me. Um, I don't think, maybe I'm not in touch enough with my Venezuelan identity to really feel like I need to defend it. I just, I'm focused on the shit that I'm doing and what I talk about. And I'm kind of just now introducing some elements of being an immigrant into stand-up and comedy mm -hmm. so you know ask me again in a year and then i'm gonna be like yeah you were rude that whole time but i'm not uh, yeah i'm sorry i'm not trying to be <laughs> no i know um, you're not okay so at the comedy festival which i was on a high you mm -hmm. were on an even keel i guess we made a friend um and she's here with us today <gasps> what so <laughs> where from atlanta georgia one of the co-writers of good evening tonight which you can look up it's like a news thing sounds really fucking cool sam gordon 
Oh my god! Hi. Hi, I am so excited to be here with you guys. We made a friend. Oh my god, I've been thinking about you. Really? <laughs> I love Is it because that. I text no. you too much? No, I love it. I love it. I was honestly, I was worried you weren't going to text me. No, really. I I thought no, because the glow, the glow of the festival, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's it's vacation mode. It's having fun. It know. was comedy summer camp. It is. It is. It's exactly like summer camp, and it's like you think you make friends for life at camp, but then you know your parents pick you up. And you don't see those fuckers ever again. That's right. <laughs> That's so true. And especially well, with comedy, I mean, it's hard because we have fun. Our work is fun, but it is work. And so y- the lines get blurred and you forget like who's a friend and who's a, a coworker sometimes. And mm-hmm. and yeah, sometimes you think it's, it's r- more real than it really was. So I, I was worried. I met a guy there and I thought he was so funny and so cool. So I was like, hey, I'm going to add you on Instagram. And you know what he said to me? Cool. I'd love a new follower. Oh. And I just was like, oh, ew. I wrote that to him. I was like, ew. Subscribe. It's like when people self-identify as influencers. It makes me want to slap them across (laughs) the goddamn face. There's a guy. There's a guy I used to work with uh, in Chicago, a comedian that with everything, every post, he could be sharing a link for a, a great recipe. But the, the hashtag was like, hashtag work and network, hashtag hustle, hashtag working comic. And I'm like, dude, okay, is it working, though? Because it's not for me. Have <laughs> you ever seen somebody that does these stupid hashtags and then clicked on the hashtags? Because oh a hashtag, the purpose is to find... The, like Organization. Many yeah. people yeah. will hashtag this thing and you can find things. You can look up comedy, hair. I do that a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Have you ever, uh, this like work and hustle thing or whatever, that, I bet if you clicked on it, has four posts and they're all his. Yeah, no, absolutely they are, because I look at it all the time. What I are can't you stop. doing? Well, and also, uh, people use those hashtags. You don't own that hashtag. That's not just for you. Anyone can put it on anything. Like, I could take a picture of my butthole, say hashtag work and hustle, and now guess what? Now we're on the same brand, baby. Like it's That's not actually what we're going to do after <laughs> yeah, That's actually, that's my new Instagram. You can follow it. Um, <laughs> Sam's it's, butthole. It's called Behold. Uh, Behold. <laughs> And, and it's about branding buttholes. It's about branding buttholes. I, I love want you to know that I just poured this, <laughs> my rosé, all down my boobs. Mm. Oh, somebody will get that later. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, okay, Sam. No, it, it was amazing to meet you. Um, it felt like, I felt like I followed you around all the time. I, was I like, loved it. That's my friend, Sam. Yes, my I friend. love How it. are you guys with, like, I know you're really good at this, at, like, meeting adult female friends. We're like, how are you at it? You know, I... We were just talking about this at brunch because we're such female friends. We're such females. You know, I I find that um, I'm the kind of person that people love telling other people they know. Uh, I'm a fun, I feel like when you told Stacey, I'm like, that's me too. Uh, People have a lot of fun with me, but then the second I'm not on or the second I'm having a down day, they're like, oh. I don't, I don't like who you actually are. So I don't know. I find that I, I bond with people very rapidly and then uh, it's always like a friendship fling and then they go away and I try a little bit, but then like, I'm just not exciting all the time and they stop talking to me. That's it horrible. sucks. It sucks. I don't know. I, I do. I feel, I get my feelings hurt a lot. Um, and I hate, I don't want to be the woman that's like, mm, I just don't have female friends, but I am kind of that woman. I have a couple of really close uh, female friends that I've known for a long time that are all really spread out and far away, but we've maintained friendships. But when I'm out in the world trying to like gal pal, I, I'm not always the best at it. And I don't know if it's because I can be kind of overbearing. Because <laughs> um, I am, I'm a lot. Uh, I get really excited very easily. I'm very enthusiastic. And I think my enthusiasm turns people off a lot. 
Because yeah. then the second I'm not enthusiastic, they think I'm being a bitch. <laughs> I get I, I get that. I mean, I had a friend who she was on all the time, and then she started leaning into being herself a little mm-hmm. bit more. And then people would be like, what's wrong? Right. Are you okay? You're sad. <laughs> Are you and, sad? Then she'd be like, no, this is just a normal human being uh-huh. going yeah. through an array of emotions. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that that's a little bit... Like, it's hard. Yeah, well, yeah, because they want you to be fun all the time, and I'm not. No. I, I so like the hard. more real parts of people. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to go out. I loved when we met, and you'd go out. We were all laughing. We're like, around. you want to go outside and smoke a cigarette? You want to go do this? Let's go get a drink. You mm-hmm. know, all of these things. But I much prefer to sit in a living room, mm-hmm. drink wine, and just like talk about something yeah. real. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I'm great. I'm great in groups. I'm so much fun. I'm, I feel like I, I've always been kind of a, a leader. Like, I like to bring people together. I have always been uh, part of a lot of different types of friend groups. I really love your, like, teacher review of yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now. Oh, um, yeah. Because yeah. I'm somebody who's been through therapy. Yeah, yeah baby. That's right, baby. Yeah, baby. I just turned 27, and I have met myself. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. No, it Who is. is she? Who is she? I know. Uh, no. <laughs> No, it is. It's 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 a weird it's a weird thing because I feel like I've always been uh, I've always been in a lot of different groups. Like growing up, I played you know I played sports. I did theater. I hosted radio. I was really into bands. I, I did this almost famous thing where I was like a band tour manager for a summer. Um, and so I've always known a lot of different kinds of people. But I feel like um, I feel like I'm usually an acquaintance. Like I know a lot of people, but like not a lot of people actually know me. That's how I feel all the time. Is that something that you have? held back from people no because i feel like when i when i talk to people i'm very open i'm very um i'm very free with telling you a lot of personal things but i think it's because i'm i'm so excitable and i'm so interested in so many things i'm just like flitting around all the time Mm -hmm. that it's hard to put down roots when you're always on the move and that's that's been my problem and i'm trying to be better about picking things to focus on instead of trying to do everything picking Mm -hmm. a couple things to like be good at and invest in and like grow with because what I've been doing is I've just been trying to like absorb all these experiences and I've, I've done a lot of cool stuff on a personal level, but I'm not connecting with people the way I want because I'm just, I'm always moving around. Yeah. You know? So I think that's part of it. And like doing comedy, like traveling for comedy, that was actually when I, so I'm originally from Chicago and when I left Chicago, um, you know, usually when people move from a city, uh, they'll do like a going away show or something. And like, everyone's like, oh, we're sending them off. I just left quietly, like nothing. There's nothing for me. And I didn't ask for it. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't try to set anything up for myself because that felt weird. It's like, I don't know. If, like Throwing th- yourself it, a birthday party? It's like throwing your own surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like then I was, my feelings are really hurt when no one in Chicago like did anything for me. And I mentioned that to someone and they're like, yeah, but Sam, like, people don't really know you. Like, they know who you are. They see you all the time. But, like, you're not, like, close with anyone. So I don't think anyone felt like it was their place to do that. And that hurt my feelings. But then I was like, that's also 100% true. And mm-hmm. that's that's my fault because I've just been out doing too many things instead of investing independently with people and, and is, working on that. That is something that you're working on. That's, like, a yeah. goal for you Yeah, now. because it's really, you know, like we were talking about earlier at brunch, like, it's I'm trying to build my own family right now. I'm trying to build, like, my own tribe and yeah. uh, invest she in mean, people. You don't mean children. You no, mean, like, family. No, absolutely. I have enough of those because I nanny, I've got I've got so many family members. No, um, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, build my own community and, like, and finally, like, slow down and put some down some roots because I have not been a roots person mm-hmm. ever. How does it feel right now in Atlanta and in your group? And I know you're doing yeah. the writing for that team. Yes. And it seems like you're yes. constantly interfacing with the same people. Yeah. 
Um, my it's interesting because my comedy life Atlanta right now is split right down the middle. Um, Stand up is good in the sense that I'm working. I'm getting booked a lot. I'm doing shows. It's really fun. I feel like people like respect me as like a coworker. But I'm really not close with a lot of stand-ups in Atlanta. Um, whereas with the improv and sketch side, I have this team I started working with at the Highwire Comedy Company. And they have embraced me in a way that I did not anticipate. I was really nervous about applying for that team and joining them. Uh, and they like me so much more than I thought they would. Uh, and the theater itself, like they've, you know, invited me to start doing solo sketch shows, and they want to produce other shows that I want to put together. That's and, exciting. And they're yeah. excited to have me, and that's that's nice to feel like I I do feel like I am growing in that community. So that feels really good right now. Sketch community is generally is it, like I don't think a lot of people that aren't in comedy realize the three different groups of like stand ups, sketch writers. And then improv. Mm -hmm. So like they're they're all very different. But I think sketch is a nice mixture of both of them. And mm -hmm. that's like usually a generally pretty friendly. Yeah, I think it's better. It's like a better cross section of humanity where you get like different kinds of people. Um, people who want to work with other people. Yeah, and I people think there's who have more people, women. People too. who have different skills. So yeah. it's like you do this and I do that, and together we make this other thing. Um, where stand up is so obviously you know it's an individual sport, <laughs> you know versus a team sport and, and improv is a team sport, but improv is different because it's like, I don't know when I've done improv and been on a team, it's like, that's like your little nook. That's your little family. But like, it's only you guys, you don't expand that community because you don't really bring in new team members a lot. Whereas sketch, you can bring in new people because mm -hmm. they can help you write one thing and they can guest, you know, guest star in a sketch or they can be the guest on your show, whatever. Whereas improv, it's like, it's these eight to 10 people in stand-up. It's this one person. And, and sketch, I feel like, is a little bit more fluid. So you get more people. And, and you have to help each other because you're creating something together. And that, that just creates a bond. Like, when you guys write something, like, my favorite thing is getting to write something for someone else. And it's like, I wrote the words, and then, like, you delivered it. And, like, together we made this really cool thing. And it's validating for me to know, like, I can create something that's funny not just because it's funny for me to say as my, it's funny objectively to perform by someone else, to be seen by someone else. And that's really cool. So it does, it bonds you in a very different way. Uh, we do that. I mean, like I write for Oha and Oha will perform it and it just feels it's so great good because she's better than I ever could be. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yes. Well, and I think that's a special thing because in it's those true. groups, you recognize each other's skills. Yeah. Whereas I feel sometimes in stand up, I mean, I have this conversation with comics a lot. Sometimes in stand up, like it's hard to, it's hard to see other people do well because it, sometimes it feels like if they're doing well, you're not doing well. And it's really hard to remember that a rising tide floats all ships. Like your success is my success when wow. you're in my community. And I know. Did you, you just Oprah blew her goddamn <laughs> A rising tide floats all ships. Yeah, man. We're all in this ocean together. <laughs> that sounds like something a girl would tattoo right under oh, her Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's very a lyrical. Uh, I, I've always believed in like the power of like setting one another up, whether guys or girls, I don't care. I just love that idea of like lifting each other up mm -hmm. because this is not what I want to do for my living. Like this is just fun for me. Mm -hmm. And it is fun for people that do it for a living. But um, that just sounds so exciting to me. So yeah. that this all seems like a very um, like what you said. I'm like, OK, that's real. I want to believe that. And I do believe that. And then at the same time, it's like, well, everybody's going to struggle oh, with some issues and with some jealousy. Like, how do you guys deal mm. when you have it? Because so you have to have it. struggle a little bit. Oh, yeah. I like I write for Oha and Catherine and they perform. I don't really perform. So. Like, there's been times where I've been jealous because people just kind of think that I'm a hanger-on. 
mm. instead of like, no, I did this show too. You right, because you're not in front of it, so they don't see that you made it. Like they don't. Yeah. They they associate it with the performers, and sometimes the performers are writing, and the performers add to it, of course. Yeah. But it's hard to be like the writer because no one knows the writer's name. Not Nobody as much. Knows. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably that's right. You I always mean, handled it really well. Oh, thank you. I think um, I, whenever I f- have feelings of jealousy, and this happened recently with Stacy, where I just like as soon as I start that like weird little boiling feeling mm-hmm. or that, I'm just like I blurt it out, and yeah. I'm like, this is raw. I don't know what it is. It's me. It's not you, but here it is. Yeah, you know, this is for you. Well, I think it's important to let your friends know when <laughs> you're having a hard call. time accepting like their success. You're like, I'm happy for you, uh-huh. but I'm currently jealous of you. So just give me some space to process that. Something that I do that has helped me a lot. Um, because especially in stand-up, I think it's easy to feel like you're falling behind. And especially with how digitally focused our lives are as social media. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone posts the good things. People don't post the bad things. So it always looks like everyone's doing better than you. Um, so something that's helped me a lot is being more honest in social media where like I post the good things, but I'll also post when I'm feeling poorly. And then people will comment or they'll message me and be like, I feel that way too. And that makes me feel more connected and less like isolated by those negative feelings. And then something else I do for myself, which is like, (laughs) it's very cheesy, but um, I have a separate notebook from my comedy stuff that is just a gratitude notebook. And I have this, I write lists. Usually it's honestly, it's like once a week. I don't have a schedule because I don't want to like pressure myself to have to do it. But whenever I'm feeling bad and feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm not succeeding, I just sit down and I write a list of things that I'm, I'm grateful for or I'm proud of. And it, they don't always have to be like tangible things. Like sometimes I sit down and I just go, hey, all your blood works. That's pretty cool. Like you're healthy. That's great. <laughs> you know, as far as you know, you don't have yeah. a disease. Way to go. Like really simple things like that. But, you know, I, I think w- it's affirmations have meant a lot to me. And it sounds sort of new agey and dumb, but it works. Hey, it my, helps. I lit up when you said that because that idea, I went to bed last night cuddled in my bed going, I'm so grateful for my new bed. I'm so grateful for my apartment. Mm -hmm. I felt so cozy and it's cold outside right now. I love an idea of a gratitude list. Mm -hmm. When you are like all, if I think about this a lot, if I was really down and I told you I was really down, what would you do? You'd say all these things. Oh no, you're great. You this, you're that. You'd said this one thing to me one time, or you looked this one way. You would have a list of things, Mm -hmm. right? But for yourself, you're like, Everything is horrible. You're horrible. You're trash. Everybody yeah. can tell. I, I try to like remit. What would I say if I was my friend? Yeah, no, you have to treat yourself like a friend. Yeah. Like you have to because you are your first friend. You're going to be your last friend. Like that, it's just. That's my growing like, phase right You now. always will have you. So it's important to invest in yourself. Yeah. It's important to affirm yourself. And okay, I have a question for it. you. Both of y'all. Uh-huh. When you're down like that and you're really down, you just like something didn't go right and your journal isn't enough, your, you know, like your gratitude list isn't enough. If you reached out to somebody like me or a friend and they were like, no, but, and they list off 10 things that are great, is it annoying or is it edifying? You know, I think it depends because sometimes it makes me feel like they're trying to correct my bad feelings. Like, mm-hmm. like they're trying to say like, no, you're not supposed to feel that way. But like, yeah, I am. It's part of being a person. So like, tell me that you're sorry, I feel sad, and then say something that you like about me. Something else I do when I'm feeling down is I message people that I care about, and I just say, hey, I'm having a tough day. Can you tell me like three things that are making you happy right now? Because I get a lot of joy. I, I get a lot of joy from other people's joy. Like it just, I get excited. And I think sometimes people think that. Um, me and Stacy both looked at each other <laughs> with our hands on our chest going like, maybe going to cry. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. that's so beautiful. <laughs> I 
like I love the idea of one, first of all, reaching out and saying that you're having a tough day mm -hmm. is so, to me, I do not do that. It is amazing. I might cry thinking about this like beautiful moment of you being down and still wanting to grasp like somebody else's joy. It's so nice. And that that is what, to me, for you, if you're saying, I don't really like connect with these people, <coughs> excuse me, I don't let them like in, but yet you're doing things like that, that is like prime friendship real estate right there. <laughs> that's, that's Something's not making sense there because you are doing all of these amazing things yeah, I, I, that fucking I dig it. I don't know. I had a I had a boyfriend tell me once when I was going through like kind of a especially when I first moved to Atlanta and I was feeling like I wasn't um, I don't know not feeling like I was quite part of the community. It's like I was there but not really, um, you know. And I was I, he was from there and had been you know being a, been a comic there. His whole experience being community was based in Georgia. Um, so I was kind of complaining to him because it's like what's well, different for you because like you've been here and these people know you and they're your friends and like I don't have friends here so I'm having a really hard time. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. And he was like, Sam, you have so many friends. So many people like you. Every time I go out without you, people ask me where you are. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think maybe I do have more friends than I realize. But, like, I just feel like I don't have them because mm -hmm. there's some block where I just I'm insecure in some way that I don't believe that they're my friends. And I have that a little bit, I think. It's like that um, yeah. imposter syndrome thing. It's it's just where you you don't feel like you're actually there and like you're like you're you're bullshitting your way through it. And everyone else is like, no, you belong here, dude. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were a shining star of the comedy festival. So now that I'm getting to know you more, like we went to breakfast that other time too. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that's, that is crazy. I just wonder what your friends would think when they hear I that. I would love, I honestly, I wish that I could have someone like undercover reporter go ask people. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like so many sitcoms have done this where it's like for someone's birthday, someone has gone around and like filmed all their friends. Like, what do you love about Jeffrey? And uh -huh. they're like, mm, I love that he knows. But I want someone to do that for me and then I will fall asleep to it every day. I feel like people <laughs> should, so here's the real takeaway. Say that for other people. Mm -hmm. Other people need to be saying that to you. You should be getting text and things like that of people going, oh, I just want to let you know, thank you for this situation or you always do this for me. That, those kind of like corny texts like that, that is what we should all be doing mm -hmm. for our friends. Well, and I think because we are, it's interesting because right now with the way technology works in our like social circles, like we're more connected now than ever uh, because of Instagram and, and Facebook and all of that stuff. Uh, I feel like sometimes people think that they are reaching out more than they actually are because they're like hitting, you know, click and like, or they're reposting or mm -hmm. like commenting and to them, that's an action of reaching out. And like, it is, mm -hmm. but it's so distant that it doesn't always resonate with me. And so that's, it, it, and then they don't reach out in another way. So then I feel alone. So I think it's important to remember that like, yeah, just because you interact online, it doesn't always fulfill the interaction we need in real life. So it's yeah. important to, and it's, it is as simple as a text because that's so weird that texting is like way more personal <laughs> than anything else. Yeah, yeah it's definitely like, it, it feels to me like Facebook is the middle between like an email mm -hmm. and, a, and a text. Uh -huh. And when I get emails, it's for work stuff. Like mm -hmm. there's a kind of asinine sort of like, um, it's just sort of aseptic. Like it's the, the relationship isn't about... Um, again, because you present your sort of best face on online, it's never about the difficult situations or about making you feel good when you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. um, I struggle with being online because I don't like I don't like seeing people say super negative things online, and I realize that that's like 
an issue for me. Um, not that it's an issue that they do that. It's an issue that I don't like it or that mm-hmm. I don't, that I struggle with that watching it. Like it affects you. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, um, uh, I think maybe it's also one of the reasons that I don't feel so good is just the general political climate. It's really got me fucking down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, it's hard to connect with your friends on that kind of thing in a way that doesn't just feel like you complaining and mm-hmm. being like feeling horrible and making other people feel horrible. I sometimes I don't know what to do. Like sometimes I don't know how to reach out to other people and like um, tamper down some of the like negativity that plagues me from so what's going on. You're in the saying country. you see so much going on in the news and on social media that it feels like that's kind of ruined for connecting with people. It, it absolutely. Unless it's I over can't go negative. on Facebook. I can't go on Facebook without mm-hmm. uh, it being everything. It's yeah. not just a place where I get to go connect mm-hmm. with a friend. It is a place where I get to. I call it kind of like like if you don't have a mental illness, I like to call being on Facebook a mental illness because your emotions. <laughs> rapidly shift from one thing <laughs> to the other thing immediately yeah. like at one point I'm like weeping because like a man from a soldier has reunited with his wife and daughter and immediately the next one is like I'm like fuck you because like Rachel Dolezal's like has a, has a banana stand now like yeah. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm like you're mixing all of the things I just can't <laughs> handle it I don't know <laughs> No, it's so true. I can't. You have to message people. There has to be like a different thing because Facebook is not. It is social media, but social media is not about connecting with your friends. There's this thing of like, remember when we were young or whatever, people would say um, like, if you if you can't say anything nice, like misery loves company. Like Mm -hmm. they're from Steel Magnolias. If you can't say anything nice, come sit next to me. Well, now that's everywhere. That's why I'm saying, like, I, it's a call to action for people. Send people messages. A text feels more personal because it's like a, it's like a note. It is. It's if you I pass me a note in class. Yeah, I if it. I left a post-it note on your car, like, just let you know you're great, mm. you'd love it. Yeah. So when I text you that, it's the same thing. I love doing that. Well, so <laughs> this makes me sound like a sociopath, but... Uh, so something I've done, especially with partners, I've dated I've dated a lot of people where you know we're both <laughs> bragging. <laughs> yeah, I get Much? it. I, I get love. Okay, <laughs> I'm fucked. Uh, no, I've I've dated a lot of people who are also um, creative or work really hard at something because I'm I'm drawn to ambition. I want people who are going to work hard with me. Um, yeah, that's but exciting. You said that, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm so <laughs> wet right now. But it's true, and and so like we're busy, and it's hard to be together. I've had some long distance relationships where like it's a challenge. It takes work, um, but both with friendships and dating fr- like relationships. Sometimes uh, if <laughs> if I'm alone, if I'm alone in your house, uh, I'll leave you notes. Um, I started doing this with like my first my first serious boyfriend because we were both so busy. And it was just so much effort for us to get time together. That, uh, and uh, um, he worked really early in the morning. So he would go to work and then I would leave after him and lock up. So I'd be alone in the house and I would uh, take like little post-its and I would just like write little notes. And sometimes there were just inappropriate drawings I made. <laughs> sometimes there were a joke we had. And sometimes there was just like a, lo- a dumb thing where I'm like, you look great today. <laughs> uh, and I stick them in like your pants pockets or I'll put them like in the fridge and just like leave notes around your house. Yeah. So you find them later. That was always my goal was for him to find notes that like, I wrote like six months ago. Um, and it's, that's been really, uh, it makes me feel good. And it's a way to like show my love even when I'm busy. And I've started doing that with friends, especially traveling, like crashing at couches. I like to leave people presents and it's usually just like a little love note. And Uh and that, I love that. I love doing that. And that's what a text can be. That's Uh like the digital version of that little love note is sending someone a message just to let them know you appreciate them. Or like, remember, remember that time we laughed so hard over this dumb thing? Like it means so much. 
That is so cute. Um, a friend once made me a painting, Ooh. and on the back of it, he wrote like a note. Mm. Um, remember this time, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was really sweet. That I like. I love this idea. Another friend, I used to put magnetic poetry on his car, and it would just like be like a "You're my friend," "You're great," or mm-hmm. whatever. We should bring that stuff back. I love it. It's my favorite thing. It gets me so hype. But texts <laughs> are the digital. But texts, you can totally do that in a text. Should not forget that. We should not. Be texting just, and I'm I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Just texting because I need something. Hey, don't forget to bring this over. Hey, don't forget we're gonna meet this, or you mm-hmm. still want to go do this? Instead of just being like, hey, like transactional. You mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what I do like to do? I like to ask guys, girls, everybody. Will you send me a picture of your face? Mm-hmm. I just want to see your face at that yeah. moment, and then be like, you're cute. I don't. You Sometimes know. I just post pictures of my friends on my Instagram. <laughs> like the other day, I posted um, my friend Britt. Uh, we. You uh, went to college together. She's actually the only friend I made and kept in college, which is interesting. Um, We've been friends for like 11 years. Um, And she's in Chicago, so I'm in Atlanta, and we're far apart. And and we're I think we're closer now than we ever were when we lived in the same place. Um, But she sent me a Snapchat of it's it's very silly. She sent me a Snapchat with this dumb filter that had a funny joke on it, and it just it made me laugh so hard that I I took a screenshot of it and I made it the background of my phone. And it makes me so happy. Uh, and I posted the picture of my, my, I took a screenshot of my phone. I'm like, my friend Brittany's my lock screen because she's my favorite person and I love her a lot. <laughs> and I, think and I had like three people message me like, that's so nice. But it, it, it's true. And so sometimes, yeah, I do just like, I like to post pictures of my friends and just tag them and be like, hey, this person's great. You should meet them. Was it an embarrassing? Because my no, best friend and I... No, it was a beautiful I, photo. Really? It's always beautiful photos. One of my best friends and I, we just like to take pictures of our acne and send mm, it to each yeah. other. Um, so I would never... She would kill no, me. No, no, that's mean. I won't do that to someone. Yeah. But okay. yeah, I just I like just like reminding the world, like, hey, I know this great person. And I love them. And it's kind Check of Check them out. And tell me, tell me you don't love it when, like, you get a notification, like, ooh, I've been tagged in a post. Someone's talking about me. Like, I love that because I'm, you know, we all love it. <laughs> also, I, I get scared because I go, oh, no. Oh, what happened? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. What, what about you? What do you mean, what about me? What's your cute way to, like, connect or what's show your, your girlfriends that you love them? What's your love language? <laughs> I don't, I would say. Time spent. Yeah, probably time spent. Like, I love spending time with Stacy. I think she enjoys spending time with me, like, maybe 10% less, maybe 20% <laughs> maybe, less, yeah. maybe 25 to 30% less than how much I want to. <laughs> yeah, than how much time I want to spend with her. And, and that's with only Catherine. because you want so much time. Oh, I would, I, I'm up her butt. <laughs> I'm up her goddamn butt. Um, and I definitely, um, I think I'm sweet when I am with my people, you know, um, I just like talking and laughing and I do tend to be complimenty. I mm-hmm. say nice things to you, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and if there's anything you don't feel good about or anything like that, I'm, I'm very active in letting people know that they're beautiful or smart mm-hmm. or, so, um, so I what, try to do that. Like I asked you both, like if I was to give you all of these good things when you're feeling down, how would it be? And you said, because I think I do that a lot, and I need to remember to be like, hey, you're allowed to feel down. Mm-hmm. I want to give you these things to remember later, but right now, just totally feel shitty. Um, and I do that all the time. That's my default. But OHA also is the default. And when I'm like, I'm just allowed to feel bad, OHA, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think I'm too rough on you? Uh, 
Uh, I would say there's a 10 to 20 to 30 percent times that you're, <laughs> that you're too rough with me. No, I I definitely like I'm um, like the dad you never had. I'm just like trying you are, to make you, you are tough. Like, you are the father I never had. I think the thing that I like about you is you sometimes show me because I'm an absurd person sometimes and I don't understand that this thing that I've done is ridiculous or that this thing that I have not yet done or she just is a very much you're very much a mirror to me and to my behavior mm-hmm. so when it's not good um or when I do something that's fucked up mm-hmm. you have you it's not that you won't let it go it's just that you it's easy for you to bring it up and it's not this like, hey, come here. We need to have a conversation. It's like she claps back very quickly and it's very funny and it's Stacey very rash. She, she does. She honestly that we should name a segment Stacy claps back. Um, that's a good that's a good name for like a little rant. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good, especially about relationships like my friend did this. But you don't want to talk trash, but you want to say like, hey, this is my truth and it hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I do. You clap back now. I do clap back now. You're gaining your strength. I do. I am. This is a real dream girl situation. (laughs) (laughs) And I am telling you. Uh What did she say? She said, don't clap back at me. And I was like, yeah, but you do that all the time. She's like, yeah, but I'm consistent. That's my thing. That's my thing. Because it can be jarring if someone doesn't usually. (laughs) Yeah, it is jarring for her. You're like, what the fuck just happened? It hurts my feelings. Yeah. It's never either. like rude. Right, um, but still, it's, it's weird. So listen, I no, I watch these TV shows about, I watch Insecure, I watch Broad City, you know, all of these girl-centric shows, and they're just like ride or fucking dies, yeah. right? They Anything your friend says, and I'm just like, whoa, it's not like that. Where I would be like, if you went off on somebody in a restaurant and you were having a bad day on a TV show, they'd just let you do it. And they'd like back you up, and I would be like, "Oh, I'll sit down." Like, yeah. you need to sit the fuck down. That Which was incredible. I want to be more ride or die. I want to yeah. be more like. But I think it's important because I think a true ride or die, like they have your back when like you need someone to have your back. But I think they also they check you on your nonsense and uh-huh. they they keep you honest, they keep you true to yourself, and they keep you kind. Because a good friend is someone who doesn't let you get away with bad behavior. Like a good friend, an enabler is not a good friend. And the neighbors no, come yeah. in all different shapes and forms. And I have some friends that I love, but when I'm with them, I get I get catty. I get passive aggressive because that's like the language we're speaking. And it can be fun, but then like I'll carry that into another friendship. And that's not how we communicate. And suddenly they're like, Why are you being so mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> and so you have to, you know, you have to kind of measure that. So I think like being a good friend is also calling each other. Like it is clapping back. But mm-hmm. also it's like, I love you. But fuck off, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It's a balance between those two things. I'm trying to find my balance. It's I'm hard. trying to find my balance. I'm trying to list my gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give love back, and I'm trying to find my balance, yeah. y'all. Yeah. Give that love back, baby. Yanla, fix my yeah. life. I can appreciate. Well, and I feel like a lot of my friends are because you guys are a little bit older than me. Yeah. Um, oh my god. <laughs> you guys We're are elderly. Old. <laughs> no, no, I think that um, I feel like you guys are living through a phase that I'm just now entering. And I think that's part of what I, is attracting me to you as people because I can yeah, see I can see that you're on a plane that I'm about to get on, you know. And like I'm I'm like okay, they kind of have a little bit of this path that I can look at for mm-hmm. somewhat of amount of guidance without being like teach me how to be a woman, you know. <laughs> uh, but Stacy's got it so much I'm gonna more down than I do. Later, yeah. So <laughs> it'll be fun. I'll teach um, you. But I think that. Uh, I'm kind of sp- I'm kind of losing my She carries this around <laughs> for her around. friends. And yeah. actually I will it's a spray bottle for my cats, but I will spray you in the face if you're yeah. acting wrong. Yeah. No, oh my god, I should bring that. <laughs> you should bring <laughs> 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 that. 
that's my bit where I'm yeah. like, no, your no. whole party, no, some gross no, guy. It's important. Yeah, no, it's important to have that. And I think um, I'm just now entering this phase of my life where I'm clapping back on stuff and I'm speaking up and I'm, you know, Oha and I were talking about this earlier about like, I'm not afraid to disagree with people for the first time. Whereas before, like I was such a yes man because I just wanted to have fun. I want people to like me. I wanted to feel like, you know, I didn't want any tension. I didn't want any like texture and anything. I just want to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, I'm welcoming the challenge. I'm welcoming people that disagree with me and I'm, I'm learning how to speak up for myself, but I'm also learning when to keep my mouth shut. And like, that's mm-hmm. an important thing. That, that is that, also very important. Boy, is that a thing I am working on? Cause sometimes it's important to be outspoken. It's important to stand up for yourself. And I like that. Like someone told me recently that, um, they're introducing me to a new person and like, Oh, this is the girl I was telling you about. She doesn't take any shit. And part of me was like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I don't take any shit. But also, like, that girl can be mean, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be mean. And I've, especially with, like, comedy and being, you know, the only woman in the room a lot, um, my guard is up a lot. I'm always, I'm kind of always ready for a fight with men. Um, and I'm very quick to correct people's behavior when I see men doing something inappropriate in my, in my community. Um, and that's a good thing. But also, it's been getting me in trouble. Like, I recently got told by a booker, I will not say where, uh, that they don't want to work with me anymore because they heard that I talk a lot of shit. And that's deeply loaded because he's also a man I confronted about how he touches and talks to women. Uh, so he does not like me to begin with. But he's kind of right. Like, he's right. I definitely did some, like, backhanded, passive-aggressive things in addressing that, like, Facebook posts. Where I didn't name names, I think it was tasteful. But I could have been more mature about mm-hmm. it. And I fully accept that responsibility. And I'm learning a lesson. And that's fine. He is totally allowed to not work with me. I hope he will in the future, mm-hmm. but I'm learning from that. And I think that's that's something you have to do with your friends too. You know, like you got to tell them when like, no, you're clapping too hard. <laughs> it's too much, baby. Yeah. You hurt. I yeah. started doing this exercise recently where if, if I'm talking with my friends or I'm talking with my family or even at work and I want to say something uh, because I have a tendency sometimes to overshare and really not overshare, but I want people to hear my opinion on this mm-hmm. one thing. You want to feel heard. Yeah. I want to, and then I'm like, you know what? You don't need that. So I'll purposefully try to not say the thing that I wanted to say to see if I can, because generally speaking, I want to talk about everything all the time and I want to have the attention and I'm trying to like rein that part of myself in and just literally enter conversations and be the person who just didn't say anything that time. Yeah. I'm trying to listen a lot more. Um, I'm trying to post less. Um, I've started just uh, when I when I have an urge to go to Facebook and post about something that I'm feeling outraged about. Um, I just have I have a Google Doc now. Oh, that's good. Because sometimes you just need to <laughs> type it out. You gotta bang <laughs> it out, baby. But I put it in the. I doc. really want to read it. Oh God, I okay, should start can, posting can, it. You should start <laughs> posting. You should be like, you know what? These are posts that I saved. These are my Google Doc posts. God, that'd be but great, great I would blog. love if you gave us one and we posted it with. The I'll totally send you with guys the podcast. One. I'll totally send you guys one. Because uh, yeah, it is. It's important to. It's it's about taking time to think. You know, because it's yeah. easy. It's easy online just to start spouting Spewing, stuff off because yeah. there's no one to react to you to your face. You that's know? exactly it's right. It's so much less scary. And that I mean, that's internet trolls. You know, that's that's how all of that works. So and you can do that. You know, on a personal level, you can troll yourself. And I found I've been trolling you gotta myself. Troll yourself. Cause yeah. I get, I've been real angry this year. So I've had a lot of opinions and you know, not all of them needed to be said. Not yeah. all of them need to be said the way I want to say them. 
and that's why we got the dock. Yeah, it's <laughs> I love your dock, A. Um, but B, I do think that there's something about um, my friend Catherine calls it acting up online, yeah. um, and really it's this sense of like it's so easy to access this platform. Yeah. It's so easy to just say this is what I think, and then it's like you're in a room with you know a thousand people who are all reading this thing that you said. Yeah. Is it that important? Yeah, I'm is it good? Is it interesting? No. Is the post that you're moving actually something that those thousand people are going to yeah. benefit from? And granted, Facebook is a narcissistic, wonderful wonderland yeah. for all of us. Um, but there's definitely a sense of, I really like the idea of, of, of getting older and learning when to shut the fuck up mm -hmm. too. Yeah, that's that's a, a lesson that I'm learning the hard way. And I'm, I'm proud of a lot of things I've spoken out about, I think. Um, even though it's like damaged uh, my reputation in a sense where people think that I'm a little hostile to work with, it also has affected some very positive changes in communities I've been part of. So I'm willing to like take the hit on that and yeah. like have some people not like me but see things get better overall. That's fine. I'll do it. Yeah, people and you, get over it. You, It'll be fine. They do. And then also you also, maybe you don't get the benefit of the doubt when they first meet you. Mm -hmm. But once you've worked with somebody, once they've actually met you and they understand that you're just talking about where your values lie and not just some like boneheaded, like anger off the cuff comment. Um, I think that there's a tendency then to, to be more accepting and to be like, Oh no. Okay. This is a person who's going by the values that they believe yeah. in. Well, cause I think most of the time when I'm doing stuff like that, when I'm, um, y'all, I think out. my phone is ringing. I'm so rude. Oh She's so popular. I'm the worst. Um, when I, when I, you know, when I do a call out, I don't mean it to call someone out on an individual level to like get them. I'm not trying to be like, ha, boom, you're roasted. Like, that's not what yeah. I want to do. I'm always trying to help. I always just, I, I want to explain to this person that, like, that behavior is negatively affecting the people around them so they can think about it. And what I'm starting to learn in my, like, new womanhood phase. You're welcome. Is that not everyone, not everyone is becoming a woman. Not everyone wants that self-reflection. Not everyone's there yet. And I have to respect that not everyone wants to take a look at themselves. And I need to give them the space to decide to do that. Well, that's part that's, of growing. It's like me getting mature. Yeah, learning where to meet the people. I, I struggle with it so much. It's hard. We, yeah, we've talked on the podcast before about uh, that in terms of like your relationships with a partner. It's like, mm -hmm. when is trying enough? When is, you know, how hard do you have to like uh, forgive and move forward? How, like, what is that boat and what's the balance between, you know, having people that you love in your life and then creating, like, when, when is it done? When is it enough? And I think when you get, the older you get, you start refining those little boundaries for yourself in a mm -hmm. way that makes you real cozy. Mm -hmm. And the people around you, um, they just make so much more sense than the people that were around you when you were a kid or when you were a teenager. You're like, they're there on purpose. They're not a prop in mm -hmm. my life. They aren't there because there's a whirlwind of people and these are just the ones that stuck. It's it's like, oh, there's something that we really get about each other. Um and uh, sometimes it's boring and sometimes it's great. Yeah, well, it's nice when you realize that, like, you get to choose people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you curate. And you have to respect that other people get to choose or not choose you. And yeah. that's something I'm, I'm learning and yeah. being like, okay, I can let that go. That's okay. We can move on. Oh, we can that's all the hard part. We can all exist. Well, there's plenty of people around. you haven't chosen that yeah, you're like, definitely. actually, I don't like that person. Well, you yeah. see it. For, I see why I haven't chosen people. I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just we don't vibe. 
But then when people don't vibe with me, I'm like, but wait. But why wouldn't you? I'm, I'm adorable. Charming. I'm so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet they feel hard. the same way in some, yeah. in some way or another. That's why relationship, that's what this whole podcast is about, is because every everything we're saying, there is a million different little facets to being a friend, to being a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a partner, to being a coworker. All of our relationships are so you're constantly like treading water. To make this other person comfortable and you be your authentic self, yeah. all of that there it and it never it never just coasts. No, you always have to be like, uh, especially at our age. That, yeah, you always have to be kind of on the on the cusp of changing your mind mm-hmm. and also being very steadfast mm-hmm. about the things that you believe in. And I think you do. I think that whole like old dogs don't learn uh, new tricks. There's a certainty to that because th- the more I understand about that too is. There's certain tenets in my life that I'm like, no, that's how it is. That's how it is for me. And it's about, uh, it is a big boat tenets. It's not Mm -hmm. like that is pink and it will always be pink. But it's more like you have to be kind to the people around you. You have to pay attention. If you don't take care of yourself, who the hell's going to take care of you? Nobody. It's That's RuPaul. But about (laughs) love. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? God bless our queen. But Mm -hmm. uh, I, I definitely feel more steadfast in the things that I've learned the older that I get. And then also, as I said before, the idea that like mama could be wrong. Like Mm -hmm. I've been so wrong about things I was so fucking certain about Mm -hmm. that at this point it's like, well, anything goes. Um, And you have to be willing to And you have to be willing to. I, I will say this with extreme confidence. If you come to me kindly and you say that I did something wrong, 100%, I'll be like, okay, yep. Let's I'll let's hear you delve. On it. Yeah. yeah, I might ask questions about it, but I will hear you on. If you're like fuck her, she did this. I'll be like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Sometimes, but if you come to me like Stacy, you hurt my feelings. Why'd you ask this? That's not your business or whatever. I'll be like, that's mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. why you hurt people's feelings. <laughs> you just had a very specific. Well, example. that's that's happened to me the most is when I invade your privacy mm-hmm. too far, mm-hmm. and I'm not judging, but I just want to ask, so I ask so intently. Like intensely, sorry, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll try to dig what in there. What about that, though? Yeah. I'm going to oh. burrow my way into your life. And that's uncomfortable for people because, you know, it's like I was saying about self reflection. A lot of people, they don't want to have to dig that deep, mm-hmm. all, like all the time. It's exhausting. And I think I'm understanding about myself where, like, I can be very demanding of people because. For I set a very high standard for myself in terms of like my moral compass and the kind of work ethic I have, and and I'm I have a very strong intensity about me that is good, but also can you know set me on fire. <laughs> so I sometimes think <laughs> I am expecting that of other people, and I expect other people to care as much as I care about being better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't expect that I can't force people to be on my path. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, and I'm learning that, and I'm learning to respect other people's experience yeah. a little bit better. In terms of, especially with like the morality thing and the the, the gender issue is, is like my biggest flat flaw right now because I am just like fighting and aggressive and like I refuse to take any nonsense. But uh-huh. sometimes I have to understand some of these dudes, they just don't know. They just don't know. And it's not yeah. that they're doing it to hurt me. It's also I, like a time expenditure issue ugh. at the same time. It's like, can we change all the guys? Can yeah. we change them? And Do no. I really want to take yeah. on that burden? I'm starting to just like let some of them go uh-huh. and just say, you know what? That's who you are. I don't like it, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'm going to try to be around people who respect me and my gender. <laughs> like it's, it is, that's, go. it's a very precious place that we're in right now mm-hmm. as a society with this whole year that's happened and 
this whole Scared movement. Excited. We Scared want excited. to like help these baby boys that we think, oh, if they just knew. But some of them do know, and they still don't get it, they and that's okay. It's care. the same with as a girlfriend who's making a bad choice. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yep. Let's change um, subjects a little bit. Can sure. we ask you how you lost your virginity? Oh my god, it's such a boring story. No. Really? No, it's actually it's pretty good. It makes me seem like I'm so much cooler uh, than I was. So as a as a high schooler, like I was a really good kid. I've always been like very studious. I was like honor roll. I was in drama club. I played basketball. Like I didn't drink until I was twenty two. She took extra classes in high school oh just God. for fun. That I was my sister. That. That's she so went early in school. We had we had a there was yeah. a class called Zero Hour, which was a class that started before school started. And um, they only offered PE during that hour. And it was so people could take PE earlier in the day because it's a requirement you have to take it. So you could take PE earlier in the day and then get out of school earlier because some kids, you know, they had they wanted a break before practice or, you know, they went to a job. Um, and me, <laughs> uh, my junior and senior year, um, I took zero hour and I took PE at like 545 in the morning, uh, did my class, went through my regular classes so I could take another um, like uh, what's the word for it? Not extracurricular, but uh, like a, a non-core class, like a fun, cl- you know, like a elective. That's the word, an elective. What class. was your electives? Um, the electives I took my junior year. I took my junior and senior year. I took creative writing. See, that's which awesome. I loved, though. and it was yeah. so great. It was fun. It was a fun class. And then uh, that's my a free class. It's a free. Well, and that you was know how hard it is in a free class. That right was now? my mentality because I'm like, okay, I'm going to graduate high school soon. I'm going to start paying to get education, and I want to get as much as I can before I have to pay for it. And one of the other classes I took was um, called international relations, and it was the coolest class because it was this guy that put together this class where uh, two days a week we were, you know, out of a textbook, we're learning about like international policy and the history of countries' relationships to one another and trade and just, like, how, how countries work. Uh, but then and that's when you lost your virginity. And that's when I lost my yeah. virginity. Uh, but then the other, other days, we played, like, a game. It was basically, like, a game of risk, but, like, we all were assigned a country. We all had, like, resources. We had to sell and trade resources. People would go to war with each other. Like, we had to run countries. Jesus. It was, like, I love That's a Parks and Rec episode about that. Yeah, it was, you like, watch Model that? UN. It mm-hmm. was, like, Model UN. And it was so much fun. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was a nerd in high school, I guess. I don't know. I was pretty cool. I just, I just, I cared a lot and I tried really hard. Um, but I was a good kid. I was not out hooking up. I was like the last of all my friends to get kissed. I was, I didn't date in high school. Like I was busy. I was doing stuff. Uh, but I lost my virginity, uh, to a friend. Um, there was a guy who I was really into local music. I went to a lot of concerts and there was a guy that was in a band that I had had a crush on for like a year. I thought he was so cute. He played bass in this band. Uh, and then he went, you know, he's a couple years older than me, and he went, you know, went away to college, he came back for winter break, I was on winter break my junior year, I'm 16, he was, I think he was like 19 or 20, but uh, he was, you know, he was back for breaks, so it was like a two-week fling, where like we were flirting, we're going to shows, we're making out, things are getting hotter and heavier, and I just decided like, you know what, like very clinically, like, I think I would like to have sex, <laughs> um, which is how I got kissed too, I went to a Six Flags, and I was like, I'm getting kissed tonight, and I just prowled until I found a group of teenage boys, picked one out, smooched him and went bye thanks for the research like that was it like, <laughs> that's uh, the way to do it and i just just trying to figure out what i like but um yeah so i decided i wanted to sleep with this guy so um i my winter break ended he was still on break and it was like the third day like the third to last day before he went back to college and um i decided that I, we were gonna hang out and i'm like i'm gonna pretend to go to school but i'm not gonna go to school so i drove myself um at that time so 
I got in the car, so, you know, said bye to my mom, went, you know, drove to school, um, and then in the car used my phone. And this is a story that only could have happened in like 2006. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I used my phone to call in to the school and pretend to be my mom and call myself out of school as sick. And then I went and picked up this guy, drove him back to my house, and we had sex. Um, and you know what? So daytime advanced. sex for your first daytime time. Daytime wow. sex. Confident. Confident. Yeah. Um, and, you know, props to him because I never have forgotten this, but I remember we had sex. It was very kind and we cared. We were friends. It was very nice. Uh, and he suggested that I get on top and he said, like, help yourself out. And I was like, what? What does that mean? And like he had to tell me to touch my own clit. Like he had explained Uh to me, like, if you do that, it will feel good. And I was like, okay. And then I did. And I was like, oh fuck. And that's how I (laughs) fuck now. Like he So you were on top your first (laughs) time. Did y'all watch Lady Bird? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Don't tell me anything. I'm not gonna tell you, but there's a scene just like what you're saying. And then that is I'm excited to see that because like I that experience, like I haven't heard many women have that experience where the their guy was like, "Hey, yeah, heads partner, up. where their first partner was like, oh, it's not like you, that. But. I want you to have a good time, you know." Um, so yeah, it was really nice. And then we fell asleep, and I thought my parents weren't going to be home uh, until much later. Uh, so we fell asleep, thinking we had a you know, time. Um, and my parents, where I grew up, it was like a pretty sleepy town, so we didn't lock our front door, but I had locked it just in case. And my mom came home early, so all of a sudden I started banging on the door, and she's like, "Sam," because she could see my car in the driveway. And I was like bolt upright, like naked. I'm like, you have to leave. And um, luckily we lived in like a one-story house. So I like have him get dressed. I open up my window. I'm like, just go, go down the street. Like go to the park, get down the street and I'll pick you up when I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you have to go. Yeah. And so he leaves and I like throw on clothes and I'm like all sweaty. I was just asleep. I just got fucked. Like <laughs> I, open, <laughs> I open the door and my mom's like, what is going on? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I just, I didn't feel good. So I called myself in and just came home. I didn't want to bother you. I'm sorry. And like, bless my mom. Cause I had a really trusting, nice mom. I was a good kid. I didn't do anything. So she was like, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, are you feeling better? I'm like, yeah, I feel fine now, but I have to go. Cause I have rehearsal. Uh, and so, so I'm going to leave. And I just like ran out of the house. I go pick up this guy and like we go drive somewhere. We go get like food or something. And I'm like freaking out. Like, oh my God, my mom's going to find out. She's going to find out. And then, of course, I get a text from my mom and it, ooh, this is like her most, mm, Jennifer. Salacious. So good. She texts me and she goes, the next time you sneak someone out of your room, make sure you close the screen all the way. Oh, wow. Because I didn't put the screen in all the way. Oh, wow. So she fucking went in my room, looked around, and went, well, there's my daughter's virginity on the floor. Like, <laughs> she knew. And then, uh, we, you know, I came home. I didn't come home for, like, eight hours. Like, I stayed out. I was so afraid to come home. Did you respond to her at all? I I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I was so scared because I never got in trouble. So I I did not know what to do. Yeah. And so I come home. My mom's like, what happened? And I was like, okay, well, so-and-so was here. And we, and she was just like. Did you tell her that you boned? I I was like, he was here. She knew. We we just looked at each other. And she's like, I won't tell your father. Ooh. And then, but like to this day, like that guy and I are still pretty good friends. Like I, he's doing mm-hmm. great. He just got married. He's living a great life. Uh, every so often, I'll, he'll come up in conversation. And my mom just go, hmm, you know, I never really liked him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Why. The idea of just telling your mom. Oh my <laughs> God. Sam, we've had so much fun oh, with you on. Great time. Yeah. This is you. a long time coming. And I'm, I'm trying to get you to move here. So oh, maybe you man. can come back on with us. Maybe. Can you tell people where to find you? Yeah. Um, so on most social media, you can just find me. It's what Sam just said. 
that's it. Just look for me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, at my website, samgordoncomedy.com. You could check out the news show, Good Evening Tonight. It's just at Good Evening Tonight. Um, yeah, check us out. We post videos of stuff we're doing. Even if you're not in Atlanta, can't see a show, check it out. It's great. Okay. Thank you. I'm so we love you so thank much. You, Sam. Thank you so much. Thank you to Mockingbird. Absolutely. Please go rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, we'd really appreciate that if y'all could do that. We've you got also more. You in real life. Um, you can just come up to us and tell us what you think. Stacey. Affirmations, guys. Mm-hmm. Affirmations. Send them a text. Uh, we're grateful for you, for everybody who listens yeah, in. Yeah, really grateful for all the messages that we get. Keep them coming. We love it. I'm grateful for you, Stacey. I love you so much. Thank you so you. much. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.